27 minutes now to midday and I'm joined in the studio by Catherine Codas. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. Um, we're talking about being over the age of 40, which both you and I are. We are, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, quite a little way past it now, I have to say, which um, is, is always a scary thing. And I remember being 40 and age didn't bother me, but it does seem to bother a lot of people, doesn't it? It does, yes. Women seem, there seems to be, women have a lot of hang-ups about reaching the age of 40 and having been there and gone past it it's absolutely the best age ever i think because you've got some confidence now you've done a lot of stuff you've got a lot of experience doing things uh but what they women don't realize is is what's coming next is it a case of it's all downhill from here because i mean that's what (laughs) most people think that's what most people seem to think and it that's right but it doesn't have to be gotta say from a guy point of view it doesn't seem to be all downhill from here it's you know that comes a bit later. Yes, I don't think you have the same hormonal issues that women have throughout. No, their it's a bit of a shock. To mind you, mind you. That said, um, if you're um, married to someone who's going through the menopause and gone beyond forty, it can be just as much of a shock to the bloke as it can to to the Definitely. to the woman. Yes. Uh, it affects in different ways, obviously, because the woman's walking around in in, in shirt <laughs> sleeves and thinking, "Oh, it's warm in here," and the bloke's walking around with them, um, uh, you know full overcoat on and shivering yes. and saying, can I turn the heating up? Yes. You, know, it's, you know it's coming, but you don't quite realise quite the effect. But you don't know what's coming, and it's like the blind leading the blind. Well, so. you hear so much about it, and you hear stories and that, yes. but nothing quite prepares you for it. No, and, and, what and you, you're not getting the right information either. Yeah, just... and what you've got here is um, it's a workshop, isn't it, next yes. Tuesday called uh, Living and Loving Well Beyond 40. That's right, yes. It's a play on words, obviously. Um, because living and loving well and beyond 40. Mm. So, uh, and it's being uh, put on by Women's Health Concern, which is the patient arm of the British Menopause Society, of which uh, I'm on the committee. So I'm very pleased and proud to be able to put this show on in Haywards Heath, you know, the first time south of London that something like, like this has been put on. Uh, the opportunity to hear from the horse's mouth from medical specialists about your hormones, your health, uh, what happens to uh, your sexual life as you get older and how you can prepare for that. And uh, and I'll be there too, to, talking about the women's perspective. See, I, I actually sort of, well, I don't know about take, take exception is the wrong, the wrong word, but I, I question really, because it says here on the website, an evening workshop for women. Now, really, the best way of dealing with this surely would be... Um, to have it as an evening for couples so that, you know, men understand. Because if you think women are in the dark about this, well, men are in the dark ages about this stuff. And we don't know. And, of course, this is where, I mean, and you you, you speak with some experience on this, that Mm. um, the menopause can be quite traumatic in terms of your relationship, can't it? It can, yes. There's a, a lot of breakdown in relationships because... Women just don't understand what's going on. Uh, I remember my husband saying it was like sleeping with a stranger. And it was the black period in our lives because I was uh, just this other person. Yeah. And not knowing that it's hormones, the, they're up and down like a fiddler's elbow, and you just don't know they can have that effect on what goes on in your life on a daily basis. So what, what you perhaps perhaps at some point they should redo, rework this yes. and actually have it as an evening workshop for couples 
uh, to do with yes. living and loving well beyond Perhaps 40. Perhaps we'll do too, because I think it's important for women to have their, their own platform, if you like, because they feel more comfortable and they say more things than perhaps they would do in a couple situation. But yes, we definitely need some more information for men. Either that perhaps or a separate a, session for men, yes. because, uh, mind you, would you actually get a lot of men going to that sort of thing? I mean, Only if their wives or partners <laughs> drag them along, I think. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is one of those things that, um, say, we get, we get to 40 and... Uh, we think life is downhill all the way, don't we? Yes. And yeah. it, uh, I was talking it's not to really, somebody, is it? No, it's not. I was talking to somebody yesterday, though, about this and was she coming. She said, oh, definitely. I, and I said, would you have any problems getting there? No, my husband will take me. You've got no fear of that. <laughs> <laughs> Drop me at the door. <laughs> so um, He'd probably stand outside to make sure she stays in yes. there as well. <laughs> what, sort of th- what sort of thing? We, 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 we're obviously looking at, let's say... Um, the, the the straightforward bits and pieces of the menopause, but there are sort of little side effects that say most people just don't expect. No. Uh, are they likely to come out in 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 in, in this kind of conversation? Um, yes, but there there there's a specialist talking about about the the whole picture of menopause and about your hormones. But when you when you've got medical people there, it's obviously very medical led, um, and I think it's always a good opportunity to have the other side of the story of how women actually feel. and um, It's not actually a medical condition, is it? It's, it's just not, a condition no. that you go through as, it, a, as, a, as a part of your life. It's like puberty, yes. It's yeah. a transition But it can life. affect different, it affects different yeah. people in different ways. So yes. um, it's... Uh, and that's the trouble. Unless, you, unless you've got a, you've been labelled with something like type 2 diabetes or a heart problem or depression, which can all happen during menopause, then you, they just say, thank you very much, goodbye, there's the door. Mm. It's something you've got to deal with. And so women are being let down very badly, I think, by um, GPs in the GP surgery because GPs don't know enough to talk to them. And women don't know enough to talk about their G- to talk to their GPs either. They don't really know what they're going to the surgery. Are GPs the best person to actually talk to uh, about this sort of thing? Not it, really, no. Um, but it's the first point of contact I heard for all of us. I heard a discussion the other day about GPs in particular. And it's, it, I know it's slightly digressing from our, from our subject, but saying that um, GPs were becoming more and more redundant. Well, we should really be looking now towards uh, specialist areas of, of health care in different places rather than going to a GP to get uh, this cure-all uh, yes. type thing to, or to be sort of put, pointed in the right direction by a GP. Yes. Uh, so one one would actually question how much a GP would actually know. I mean, certainly some of the older female GPs would certainly know about this sort of thing, but how a male GP would know about this, I don't know. No, well, some some of the well, they obviously it's experience. If they're older GPs, they've got women coming into their surgeries all the time and talking about it, and they can help some of them and not others. But and a lot of GPs now are directing women to the internet, which is not a good idea either because there's so much rubbish out there. And I've, from my own experience, I've felt it's better to have uh, nursing staff specialising in this because, again, it's woman to woman and usually the nursing staff are of a particular age and are much more comfortable dealing with all that sort of thing and asking the right questions. Um, and so a lot of this stuff actually comes up when women go to the surgery for smear tests, mm. uh, for cervical smears, and then they seem to empty their bag and start talking about a whole raft of things that have been bothering them. And it turns out that it's that it's menopause. They just didn't know how to say it or who to say it to. Mm. And then, of course, 
one of the uh, supposed great cure-alls of the menopause, HRT. Yes. Very controversial. Yes, and, and it shouldn't be because there was a lot of bad press about um, some research that came out about 10, 10 years ago or so, um, and that's all been turned on its head. Um, the research was poorly put together, poorly publicised. It caused a million women overnight to come off HRT and then uh, go straight into those awful symptoms of the hot flushes, not sleeping. But aren't you, all you're doing is delaying... Uh, the inevitable no, no, with HRT. No, it, all it is is a supplement, really. Your body continues to age regardless, and you're just supplementing um, the loss of some of those hormones and uh, allowing you to live a normal and functional life. But when you come off the HRT, do you not then have to go through the the the, uh, the flushes again a bit later? Because it's not, not a pleasant experience it's for women, is it? No, and, and the hot flushes and things can go on until into your 70s. So um, if you do want to come off it for whatever reason, and, and everything should be a choice, I think, um, it needs to be done slowly, not just come off overnight, not go cold turkey. Because it's a bit like, um, um, menopause is a bit like a, a drug situation, really. We've been fed these hormones all our life. We've been manufacturing themselves, uh, manufacturing them ourselves, and all of a sudden somebody takes away the supply. Yeah. So what happens? What happens to drug addicts? You have this whole raft of symptoms. You get mean and, and moody. Mean and moody, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, 10 years of hell, heartache, unable to string a sentence together, incontinence, hysteria, madness. You might resign from your job and you've got these relationship problems. It's crazy. Life is hell, isn't it? It is. Why do we have to put up with it anymore? Uh, yes, yes. So, somewhere along the line, whoever whoever our creator was, um, sort of had a trick in store for us. <laughs> I think, didn't they? Yeah. Well, we used to die before we did now, and it, I think that's why we're having the problem. We're living. I mean, the best bit about it is, of course, you get past that, and you get to the point where you can't remember it. <laughs> yes. You, you, you see, because right. that, that, yes. that, that, that's yeah. that's the next stage on. But yeah. uh, are there any sort of health risks to HRT? At all? Uh, well, there's risks with everything. There's risks if you take aspirin. There's risk with all sorts of drugs. But, but for instance, if you've been diagnosed with uh, osteoporosis, osteopenia, um, one of, in my opinion, one of the best uh, forms of medication is HRT because it helps to grow the bone again. You can go on to all sorts of other medication for osteoporosis, which have huge side effects. Um, and can be dangerous to some people. So everything has a risk. If you've got a heart problem, would you say, I'm not taking the medication because it has a risk? You take it because it could save well, it depends your life. On what, I guess it depends on what the risk is, and you, you obviously w- would, have to, would yes. have to weigh it up. And but I mean, what I'm saying is, are, mm. are there any great risks to, to HRT? Yeah. I mean, obviously, with all drugs, as you said, there are yes. risks. But, yeah. but HRT doesn't cause breast cancer. Um, and that's, I think that's the biggie that, that women seem to have in their minds. Mm-hmm. That's the big myth. Um, Tumours take about 10 years to grow. And the fact that you may be taking HRT later on, you know, in your 50s, um, it, it may exacerbate it. I don't know. I'm not, um, I'm not a, a technician or, or medical person to, to comment on that. But there are obviously some people more prone to the effects of different things than others but if the tumor is already growing then you are going to have breast cancer mm. regardless of what medication you're on mm. so it doesn't cause breast cancer but i mean it is um, as we're talking breast cancer mm. uh, the onset of breast cancer tends to uh, happen uh, to 
to women sort of from sort of 40 upwards rather than... Over 60s, generally. It's over 60s is the the larger... Once the the hormones, once the the oestrogen, progesterone, once our normal sex hormones have gone into decline and we are now postmenopausal, then in the 60s, that's when it starts to peak, 60s, 70s. So you're at a higher risk then than earlier on. And some would actually say that it's... uh, I mean, it has actually been suggested that it's actually... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It can carry on from one one um, generation. generation to the next. Yes, there is um, um, a familial risk, but again, you you would look at that in consultation with doctors and specialists. And so, if you could see that there were several members, but wouldn't members you do that at a much earlier age, though? Wouldn't you? you? Yes, yes. And there seems to be um, a number of younger women. Uh, that, and that's why we see it in the news, the younger women that are diagnosed with breast cancer. And I've spoken to specialists on this as well. And again, it's the lifestyle. It's uh, the, the stuff we're putting inside our bodies that are exacerbating um, ill health and causing our DNA to malfunction and start creating uh, tumours rather than getting rid of them. Yeah, because there, there is also the other thing, I mean, on the subject, so I say, where breast cancer is concerned, that uh, there are women now taking preemptive action. Yes. Which uh, I find Gosh. extraordinary. Yes. I find that really, really quite extraordinary yes. that uh, they're taking some fairly be. extraordinary measures yes. to, to actually try and prevent something prevent that they happening. may not get in the first place. Yes. Yeah. But because they think it, it, it passes down from one to the other. I mean... Yes. That none of that affects uh, sort of the menopause, I, I would imagine, but um, no. it's still part of you know, still part what happens. Of it, yeah. Yes, and it, and it's part of awareness really, and being aware of your body. And they find more tumours from women being self-aware, um, you know, checking their their breasts in the shower or wherever, and knowing what to do, than any other method. And so that's the that's the best thing. Okay, so we have um, this uh, this uh, workshop taking place next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's at the it's in Clare Hall in Haywards Heath. Yeah. Um, what else can we expect there? Um, well, you can expect. Uh, I think it'll be a wonderful evening because I haven't um, attended one. I've attended one in London, and what I do find is that women are so very responsive when they're in a group together they have a laugh and a lot of stuff comes out that they might normally not normally discuss in other situations so it's an opportunity to let your hair down enjoy the evening and um and have fun with this thing called age (laughs) (laughs) well we all do we're all certainly aging and certainly uh there are some people that say 60 is the new 40 or or, or whatever are we just kidding ourselves do you think no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember being sort of 10 or 11 and sort of looking at somebody who's 50 and thinking, God, you're really old. Ancient, and yes. you think uh, it's going to be, you know, you, you'd actually try and work out in your head how, uh, what, what the date would be when you were that age. that age. And, of course, I'm well past that point now. Yes. I'm thinking it's not that bad, actually. Yes, that quite, <laughs> yes. And if you look at pictures of or take um, uh, a look at how your parents were, um, when they were getting old and you were catching up. My parents always looked old. They always looked old, didn't they? Yeah. And then they got old and older and ancient yeah. looking. And, um, uh, then but the, I don't think like that. And I don't know if we if it's a different thought process now that we just don't think that way anymore, that we can do so much more. We can be fitter and healthier. Some of us aren't, as you were talking earlier about yeah. the obesity and, uh, problem, but we need to look after ourselves. Nobody else is going to do it for us. Does I mean? There's the other thing. I mean, I know I know you're not particularly a dietary expert, but no. does 
does our need for different food um, uh, come into play as we get older? Because I know once upon a time I could go out and eat, eat the whole chocolate cake. Yes. You know, you went, you went out for dinner and you had whatever and nothing bothered you. You could clear the plate That's twice right. over yes. uh, and come back for seconds. Can't do it anymore. No, no. Well, your metabolism does, does slow down as you get older. So if you're still eating the same amount of food that you did 10 years ago, it's taking longer to digest because you're not as active and your system has slowed down. So And you shouldn't be eating as much processed foods or it's best to get off processed mm. foods oh, yes. together because mm. the body doesn't like it mm. but when you're young you can get away I remember eating a whole load of rubbish mm. every day oh not necessarily talking about eating rubbish but I mean yeah. it's the sort of things uh, I mean yes but it does take longer it, yes. yeah yeah I mean you could say you could go out and sort of clear the plate twice over can't yes. can't quite do that anymore no. um, but should we be I mean should we be altering our diet by by March at all just less smaller portions, uh, in my opinion. I think you can feel it yourself, especially from the point of view of women. Um, they get this bloating problem. And apart from the fact that the hormones are playing a part in that, they're eating too much. And so if they just tried a couple of spoonfuls less mm. on their plate every day mm. and, um, and not have so much processed foods, and I mm. know that can be difficult with working full-time and all the rest of it, but uh, just try it. The only answer is... Eat less and exercise more. And can I add one further no thing into that? Leave alone the fat-free yogurts. They're not good. <laughs> yes. They're horrible yeah, things. Fat. Yes. This, this is thing about fat and, of course, to actually replace the fat. Animal load, fat is good fat. Absolutely. They've yes. loaded it with sugar, haven't they, yes. to, to actually replace yes. it. So please, ladies, don't get excited about fat-free yogurts. No. No. Can you make that point? <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. That's the bloke's point of view for, for you for, for next week. Anybody yeah. wanting to go to this, how can they, uh, how can they find out about it? Well, they can go on the Women's Health Concern website. Um, I've put it on my Facebook page. Women's-health-concern.org. Yes, and I'll, I'll put it up on, um, I'll tweet it yes. uh, today to Uckfield FM as well. Mm-hmm. And But as you've just said, Women's Health Concern, and there's full details on there. Please try to register. Um, Last minute seats. We're getting close to the day now, so they are they are going fast. It's only ten pounds ahead as well, it's isn't only it? Only ten pounds. It's a bargain yes. for a night, out, isn't it? It is, yes. And it's a charity organisation, so everybody's doing it on a voluntary basis. So really, it's just to pay costs that we're charging you ten quid. Well, it's been wonderful yeah. to catch up with you again, Catherine. Thank and you, uh, hope he goes well on on Tuesday. And Thank uh, you very you'll much. come back and sort of brighten our morning another day. <laughs> yes, I'd love. Thank to. you, Catherine. Cheers. The